Sans waffles, though. We had a conversation about just ignoring you for the first, like, three minutes of the, <laughs> of the episode. But when you said you brought chocolate back, I thought it was a redeeming quality. So I was like, all right, we'll, we'll bring him out of the conversation. Plus, I just don't think I would have been able to do it. I would have started this. I'm just so glad you're back, man. So how was it? I was good. Weather was great. Um, a lot lot different than being in asia um europe's just overall very chill and slower i guess um but the culture difference between the united states and europe is a lot a lot less than the difference between here and asia so it was good um that was my last trip so it was fun ever around yeah i wow. just moved jobs so no more traveling you moved nice. jobs uh Internally, yeah. Oh, okay. That's good. Cool. Awesome. How come? Oh, Got yeah. sick of traveling? Uh, it was a little bit of promotion. So oh. Something I don't, don't be modest. Lay it out for us. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm also dealing with a cold, and I've had that every time I've traveled. I've come back and gotten sick. Because so that, that recycled airplane air. Andy went to management yeah. and was like, I'm missing too many episodes of my podcast. Right. I need something get, that keeps me, me here. So I could listen, management. It's softball season. Give me a promotion and more money, and I'm not traveling anymore. Okay, you got it. Fine. Well, that worked out really well. Sometimes you got to play hardball. Yeah, I would have been leaving in like 13 days for Sweden for three weeks. Holy balls. Yeah. Wow. So, all right. Well, good thing. Congrats. I'm back. Congrats on the promotion and not traveling. The tan, yep. you look good. Thank you. Jimmy, if you yeah. will, if you can give the listeners a description similar to the way you described mine and Sean's appearance when Andy couldn't see us on his camera. Andy's got a nice tan, so let's let the Andy, listeners hear. Andy has a very nice tan. He looked like he sprayed himself with Crisco and sat outside for like 35 minutes. He's not burnt. He's not brown. He's like a golden delicious. He has this nice light going on, setting the ambiance behind him, a real good looking clock. He's in a black shirt. Clean shaven, hair slicked to his left, our right. No, his right, our nope. left. Eyebrows look good. Got that Andy Pedersen smile going. He looks like delicious. One of those, he, exactly. He looks like looking a like a goddamn snack. Chicken. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, delicious brown, Jim. I uh, I I was convinced you were having some feelings there for a second when it started to go that route. But. I'm gonna get but, some paint samples. That's why I, that's why I'm recording shirtless, just in case oh, things start okay. to get frisky. 
and that's why he has the nipples below the camera. So just in case he needs to give him a little tweak. Yes, and I do have shorts on and underwear, just so we're clear. All right, good. Because it is Monday, so if you didn't have underwear on, I would question your motives completely. Wait, is oh I forgot we go assless on Sunday. Sunday, okay. Sundays, Sundays for the for butt the cheeks. cheeks. Butt, right. butt cheeks. All right. Well, we're gonna jump in, but before we do, on a slightly serious note, it is Memorial Day, so we do want to take a moment to thank all of those who have given the ultimate sacrifice and protection of our freedom. Yes, sir. And Thanks hopefully, your loved ones, if you need to. Exactly. Let them know that you love them. And again, for those who have made the ultimate sacrifice, we can never repay you, but we appreciate you. Let's jump in. Shoot the shit, dudes. Boom. start with it's probably old news at this point but this is our first episode i think possibly with the three game of thrones fans since the season started because of all the travel and everything but the finale was last week two weeks ago now was it last week it was last week last the first sunday without game of thrones yeah and i think that we're all in agreement that it was, it left a lot to be desired and was a little bit disappointing. It was ass. It was ass. Yep. It's a good way of putting it. It was Straight ass. Straight ass. Uh, Couldn't agree uh, more. Alyssa, huge ass. My wife is the only one person that I know that actually liked the ending. So I'm not really sure what that's all about. Good for Sissa. Standard She's, ground. I mean, yeah, that's this true. Is in Florida. She. Um, <laughs> I mean, we're also talking about somebody who who when. <laughs> When asked if wanted to watch the show Chernobyl, asks what it's about. So okay, all right. If, I'm just saying. Sorry <laughs> to throw you under the bus. We maybe it to her she twice. didn't read it as Chernobyl. Maybe she read it as something else. Chernobyl. There you go. Maybe she thought it was French. Ah, well, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but oh, Chernobyl. <laughs> <laughs> all right. That goes really good with Gouda cheese. Yeah, right. <laughs> Anyway, Game of Thrones came to an end. We, yeah, the ending was ass. That's a good way of putting it. Jeez. There's no, there's really no spoilers at this point. But Bran past that point. Yeah, Bran ends up on the throne. John kills Danny. Ends up pretty much sent to the wall, which that part annoyed me. They could have just waited until Grey Worm and all his dudes left and be like, all right, John, you're good. Or, you know, Brand's king, so we could have just been like, fuck you, Grey Worm, I just met you, dude. John yeah, I would have been anyway. happier with that. <laughs> right? <laughs> totally. Um, totally. I, I figured you felt that way, Jim. But I did. I was like, damn it, it just... Brand. <laughs> yep, Brand. <laughs> Brand Flakes, that's my favorite character. Um, but anyway, I just felt like... we. In the end, the whole final two seasons were rushed, and if they would have taken the time to make more episodes, if they just they got Star Wars and they gave up on Game of Thrones, that's what happened to me. They Agreed. In my, in, my, in my opinion, they rushed through it big time. I was wearing a shirt during the finale. 
Oh, like that's South good. Park, it had Velcro flaps, and your nips are exposed. <laughs> and I was expecting for those bad boys to get twisted off. But they're untouched. My nips are fine. Everything went hallmark. Everyone's happy. It's trash. I would have preferred that everyone stood in a big circle with a knife in hand and stabbed to the right, and that would have been the ending. That would have been far more interesting. <laughs> End it all. I... Personally, I don't care how it ended. Um, I wasn't, like, overly upset with where the characters ended up or anything like that. It's how we got there. And that was the most upsetting thing was the final two seasons, it was like, okay, last season felt a little bit rushed. Uh, we're, you know, we're jumping some few time hops here and there. But you're like, all right, this last season they've already told us, you know, it's going to be six epic episodes, like an hour and a half long, so on and so forth. This season comes, the length of the episodes come out, and there's like two of them that are an hour and 20, and that's like the longest that they were. Mm-hmm. Um, and then this whole season, it was sort of like, after every episode, I'm like, all right, that was, you know, it wasn't a great episode. I you didn't kept convincing yourself it, it was going to get better. Exactly. And I was convinced that they were going to do the show justice. Even, same. I felt even the with same one way. episode left, I was like, all right, like, this is it. It wasn't great. But awesome. the, next, the next episode, they're going to wrap it up. There's going to be some huge deaths, some twists, and they're going to do the show justice like they should have. And then the end, the episode ended, and I was just fucking pissed. I woke up at 3 a.m. Brussels time. Or Belgium time, and I watch it on a fucking twelve-inch laptop screen, and Ugh. it didn't matter if I watched it on my fucking iPhone. It sucked, and so it was it was horrible. I was so pissed, and then I was fucking tired all day, and it was. I thought it was, it was cool when Donovan lit everyone on fire with her dragon. I thought it was weird <laughs> when the mule threw the mountain off the stairs. I didn't like how. Sissony and her brother George died under the rubble. I thought they could have done better there. This but is all fair. um and then Brand Those are all valid things. And then Brand yep. sitting on top of the throne with a dumbass look on his face. Definitely sitting not standing. Right, cuz he can't stand cuz he's a paraplegic. It sounds like Jimmy bought his um <laughs> his summary from Costco, Kirkland Brand Game of Thrones. <laughs> I got all seven seasons for forty nine ninety nine, or like a Telemundo remake of Game of Thrones, <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> but yeah, I just I felt like has anybody watched the documentary yet? I'm I, watching that tonight. I haven't. Um, I, I do want to watch it though. It's supposed to be. I heard good. it's good. It's supposed I saw to be better some than the ending. Videos, I saw some videos of like the actors' reactions to doing their final, like, Varys was pissed. Yeah, I saw that one. That was pretty funny. John, John, Kit Harrington started crying, basically, when he found out that John stabbed Danny. Um, so it's just, when you see the actors have the same reactions that you feel, I, I, I know you guys probably saw those videos leading up of Amelia Clark being asked on a red carpet how she felt about the final season, and it was... The most genuine, disappointing, oh, it's the best season ever, and clearly not the best season ever. 
And it, it, to me, I thought that they there's so much that Game of Thrones has done for television. It's advanced TV to new levels again. Yep. And and for it to end like that sucks. But I'm not one of those people where it's like it ruins the whole show for me. Because the first, I want to say, first six seasons probably are like the best TV I've ever seen. And even this last season, as shitty as, as it was bringing the storyline to the end, the cinematography right. is was unmatched by anything. And just it, it's just amazing what they were able to do with a dragon and some of those sets. So overall, it's disappointing to see the show come to an end like that, but I don't. I don't forget or or devalue what Game of Thrones has done for primetime television again. Everyone's striving to be the next Game of Thrones now. Right. Mm-hmm. They underutilize everything. I don't think I don't think it tarnished the overall show for me, but leading up to this last season, I would have for sure put it as probably my greatest TV show right. of all time. And it's not now. I I can't say that after how mm. it wrapped up. And there's been plenty of shows that haven't wrapped up well. I'm more pissed that they the have. bar that was set for Game of Thrones through right. the first six seasons was above and beyond. And it just didn't get there and it didn't feel right. And so I can't give it that throne. I think it was it's a lot George R. R. Martin's fault. No pun intended. Story. But yeah, J.R.R. Tolkien should have really finished that story earlier so we could have seen a proper end to this great series. It's actually pronounced Junior R. Tolkien. (laughs) See, this whole time, this this whole time, I had no idea. It's actually Tolkien, but Junior R. So So that is also French, like Chernobyl, Tolkien. I I didn't know that. See, no wonder Sissa was so confused. See, I guess so. That, here's the thing with that with the final Game of Thrones, like they underutilize everything. Like Arya was like a straight murderer, and then all of a sudden she stopped murdering. Like I'm never problem that she got the Night King kill, but that should not be like her storyline might as well have ended at that point. Like the fact that she didn't do anything after that of value, it's it's annoying. That means the whole scene of her running throughout the rubble, you know, throughout the battle and. You know, they took like 15 minutes to follow Ari around. And after that, it's like, all right, this girl is going to get vengeance. She is death. Let's fucking roll. She was the most badass character in the world. And the the hound told her to turn around. And she was like, all right, cool. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm not going to go into this. Whatever happened to her white horse? Did she ever get on that horse? No, there's no more white horse after she found the white horse. We never saw the white horse again? No, nope. never again. Oh, now, now that's a cliffhanger. What happened to the horse? It was a black yeah. horse. They probably would have kept him on board. But what happened yeah, to the horse? A white horse in the mix. And then her storyline of, well, what's west of Westeros? No one knows. No one's ever been west of Westeros. Really, no one's been west of Westeros, but you've been north of the Wall. You've <laughs> flown dragons and fucked everything to death with them, but you've never gone west of Westeros. It could be anything out there. That is such a, that's just a lame duck ending, and there's already no Ari spinoff, so it's like, okay, her storyline is basically dead after the Night King, so stop filming her, like, be done with that whole thing. Bran's warging ability was totally underutilized, like, he, he war, uh, warged into fucking Hodor, and can control other humans and shit, and he never did that ever again, he just warged into crows, and watched the Night King, and like watched the entire creep. battle, <laughs> right, yeah. 
It's like, dude, underutilized warging ability. Okay, so you fucked that one up. Are you Get saying warging? Warg. It's called yeah. warging. W a r g. He can he warging. can like take over animals and control. He can basically them yeah people. like. So the the alternate ending that I sent, I think I sent it to Andy. I might have showed it to you. Was that I didn't get that, it. Well, because you don't actually watch the show, so oh yeah. Although the viewers might not know that by your sick commentary, right? Thank you. I put a lot of time into that. But there was an ending where there's a scene where after Bran gets named king, John's there and talking to him, and he says, "He's like, I'm sorry, I wasn't there when you needed me." And then Bran goes, "You were exactly where you were supposed to be." And then his eye in the in the created scene, his eyes turn blue as if he's like the Night King. Right. And then they go back and they show the scene where Daenerys decides to fuck the city up and just burn it to the ground. And in that in that moment when she looks down, all of a sudden her eyes like roll back to the back of her head as if Bran warged into her. And then they they exactly. go back to like a scene where Bran is like coming back from warging. So like. In that ending, Bran warged into Daenerys and made her destroy the city to look like the Mad Queen. And then, and then there's like some, like you said, some some use to his warging ability. To it shows that he manipulated the situation more than it they made it seem with the way that it ended. It's just it's everything. And then Jon Snow's ending. It's like this is dude is a Targaryen and a Stark, arguably the greatest families. Well, yeah, throughout and the entire that story mattered. Line. It meant nothing at the yeah. end. The fact that he was Aegon Targaryen meant nothing. So, is that like being a just, Hilton or a, a, a Richie in America? Like, yeah, Kardashian and a Steve Jobs. Oh, okay. Wow. So he comes right? from. I mean, he's like the descendant of like the two of the most respected families in the Seven Kingdoms. He's got a huge ass, and he created the iPod, and now he's going north of the Wall to live a normal life. <laughs> this is bullshit. This dude is two of the greatest bloodlines of all time, and now he's just gonna bed some random northern wildling and live a normal family. He'll probably have a farm, right? Didn't he a get sent life. back to the Watch he's or whatever? Garbage. Yeah, yeah, but then he bounced out with happen. the wildlings. Oh, because I was gonna say all those all those night crawlers are dead. So what does he got to worry about? So and and can he we talk about why there's like a, there's a night watch garbage. even anymore? Like the exactly. White Walkers are dead. There's no one to watch out for except the wildlings who you're bros with now. Exactly. Andy, I think you kind of put it best. I don't have as much of a problem with how it ended. It's more so how they got there, and more so considering that they had almost two years. To create the final season. So it's just overall a big disappointment when it could have it could have cemented itself as the best ever if it would have came out with a powerhouse season eight. And then instead it's just these are the conversations that we're having. Pat, your ending sounded awesome and something I probably still wouldn't watch, but if I did, I would like yours a lot more. (laughs) Well, I told them about the one that I sent you, Andy, the where Brand was. That I mean that was like a a cool twist. Or I saw another ending out there where it's like Jon Snow goes back to Castle Black and he after all this he goes to like lay down in his bed and then he gets stabbed by the children of the forest and turns into the Night King. King. And it just starts the cycle over again. That would have been cool. Anything's happy endings it was never I guess Maybe that's the twist, is that no one ever suspected a happy ending because it's always been death. So the fact that they gave the Starks a happy ending, I guess, is... is What if they ended with them zooming out and it's really just some kid who created this world and he's playing with all these toys and it was all in his imagination? You were like, whoa. There's been TV shows that have done that. Really? There was was a, a doctor hospital drama 
from like the 80s or 90s. Doogie Howser MD? No. Oh. <laughs> and the way that it wrapped up no. this the series finale was basically it was I think it was like some autistic kids like made up world and so he was in the hospital and he just made up all these doctors and everything like that and that's how they wrapped up the show it was a it was basically like er or gray's anatomy and they ended up wrapping up and it was all a made up world by some patient like that's crazy yeah essentially what we have here is we have ben and jerry's who's dishing out funky monkey and all sorts of crazy awesome flavors and then they stop everything and just like you know what we're serving vanilla. Enjoy. Fuck you, vanilla that, bean. dude. That's an interesting way of putting it. That it was a re- I really understand now how upset you guys are at this show. That Sean, that that really <laughs> helped. That was good. <laughs> For those of it's you who just, don't watch Game of Thrones, Jimmy, which I clearly do, by the way. Right, I thought clearly. my cliff notes were dead on. It's garbage. Thought you nailed it. Thank you. So thank you very much. Yeah, it just it could have been should have been better. And I don't know how anyone has any faith that the new Star Wars will be any good after I guess your best argument would be, well, they were just waiting to get to this movie. But I, I will say the first signed. you know, whatever six seasons when they were five seasons, when they're following source material, when they were translating from book to tv it was awesome they definitely went astray when they didn't have the source material to go off of anymore they were never meant to finish that story Mm. and it showed because they didn't finish it because they didn't which kind of gives me a little bit of hope because most uh star wars movies have been based off of at least loosely off of uh books so all right we there's a shit ton of those we shall see then we shall see so jumping into some sports, we've got the final set for both the NBA and NHL playoffs. Cheer. In the in the NBA, we've got the Warriors back for the fifth straight season, taking on Toronto, who is being led by Kawhi Leonard, who's on a crazy the run right claw. now. The Claw. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. But Toronto, first ever NBA Finals. I saw some stuff floating around the internet just talking about how it took Kawhi Leonard eight months to basically erase DeMar DeRozan's nine-year legacy yep. in Toronto. Gone. He even just, befriended Kyle Lowry. Even Kyle Lowry's like, sorry, DeMar. I'm with Kawhi right? now. Seriously. So another interesting thing about this, the it'll be the first time there's an NBA Finals game played outside of the U.S. Oh, wow. So that's kind of cool. And I don't think it's coincidence. We talked about this. We texted about this. Toronto books their first ever trip to the NBA Finals on a day where Andy touched down on Canadian soil on his way back from that's Belgium. That's a great so, point. Shout that is out a Andy great point. For the shout assistance. out, Andy. You're welcome, Canada. Thanks, Andy. And above all else, what we've learned this past week is that Drake is Drake. Insufferable, dude. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. A, a super annoying sports fan, and that's probably the worst part about this whole... Like, I feel like Kawhi doesn't even like Drake. No, there's no way he could like he Drake. He probably thinks he's so annoying. I am hardcore rooting for Golden State now because I just want to see Drake be miserable. <laughs> I'm just here for Draymond. He's going to punch him right in the face. Drake. 
right in the face. I can't wait for that either. I hope they win it in Toronto and then go out partying at Drake's favorite club and Draymond just there dragging his big old nuts all over the place. Do you know Drake has uh, Steph Curry and Kevin yes. Durant tattooed? so awkward. <laughs> Dude, not only does he have them, they're on his biceps. Why would you put those tattoos on your bite? That's just so – he's so weird. They're, they're going to win in four. They're going to go out partying in Toronto, and Drake's going to come out and he's like, I was rooting for you guys all along, like blah, 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 and take a bunch of pictures with them and kissing the trophy. So then let's like hope that. they win in five because I think the Raptors are the home team. Are they really? They yeah. yeah, they have the they have the better record. Oh shit! Interesting. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Kevin Durant, it was announced today. Durant's out for Game One. Yeah. Even though that's not until Thursday for some reason. Right. Is Dude. that all about? Dude, okay, they play Thursday, Sunday, Wednesday. So what? The fi- yes. the, NA, the Stanley Cup will be over what? by then, basically. Thursday, Sunday. If they go, okay, if they go seven games, they won't finish until June sixteenth. <laughs> What? Yeah. Whoa. I know. Oh my God. That's weird. That's so fucking stupid. So we mentioned the Stanley Cup Finals. Arguably. Hold on. Hold okay. on really quick. I read a stat today. It was on Twitter. <clears throat> and you know it's I, true. I have to read, re, like run these numbers. It said 54 of the last 62 NBA Finals have involved Red Auerbach, Phil Jackson, Pat Riley, Greg Popovich, and Steve Kerr. Period. Damn. 54 of 62. Dang. That's crazy. Like, in some way or form, whether they were GM, head coach. Player. Player. I saw something, too. Wow. That's ridiculous. Like, this is like, there's 33 straight finals that have had a teammate that played with Shaq. (laughs) What? Well, don't forget, Shaq had his Boston, Phoenix, and Cleveland days thrown in there at the end. So that helps. Well, right, but. But I yeah, that's that's Danny crazy. Green play was on the was on the 2010 Cavaliers, which Shaq was on that team as well. So he's keeping the streak alive, <laughs> an unlikely of all. But yeah, there's Jesus. Wow. I I I just don't the way the Warriors have been playing. I don't really see the the Raptors having any chance, and they they were solid. They shut Giannis down. They move better without Kevin Durant. They move faster. They're quicker. Definitely. Um, the only thing you get when you have Durant on the floor is obviously an ISO option, and if if for some reason there's an off night shooting between Steph and Clay, right, he's gone into overdrive mode and dropped fifty. Right. Like. Yeah. But do you do you guys remember said, last year when we were doing the pod and we like we just finished recording and we got the alert that Demarcus signed. Yeah. with the Warriors, See, and we did a whole we segment still, on where we think he was going to go. Skype, our Skype call. Yeah. Oh, like. God, that was so annoying. <laughs> uh, yeah, Anyways. He's, he's been irrelevant. irrelevant. I, mean, they don't I think it'd him. be cool to see Toronto win. They won't. Uh, I just want to see good competitive games. I'm obviously going to watch because, again, that's where the inception of Bros Let's Talk came from. Pat Andy and I, sitting at Riley's, watching the finals. I believe that was the year... LeBron. The Cavs won. Yes. So yeah, we're going on three years in this bad boy. So it's uh and running. Yeah. So it's uh nostalgia. Some would say. I wouldn't say that, but some would. 
I just hope there's a lot of shakeup this summer, and then the NBA landscape's totally. Oh, different dude, next they're year. for sure. So, Anders, we talked about this last week. If you're the Pelicans, you consider trading away the first pick and Anthony Davis, just doing a complete overhaul of your team. I mean, what are you getting in return? Players. And picks. <laughs> right, like yes your number no. what? I'd I'd say no. Like, what are you trading the number one pick for? I don't know. That's what that's what like, I'm asking you. Anthony Davis, you would for sure get picks for, but you're trading your number one pick. You probably move back in the draft for this year, and then potentially one or two first rounders next year, which are not guaranteed to be that high ever again. I correct. I don't think trading away Anthony Davis is a bad move. Oh no, I don't either. And building around Zion. What if they um, got all of Boston's picks and like Jason Tatum? For so they got for, for the first overall. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a weird. I think it's a weird position to be in. Um, just because your your hope is that Zion is a once in a lifetime player. Um. But you you already hit on that with Anthony Davis and did nothing. So that's what I'm saying. Right. If you if if Davis is gone after this year or this year, and then you don't surround Zion with talent, does he bounce well, after four years? However, that's why I, they that's why have I think you need to trade Davis, Anthony Davis. Yes. Right. However, now they have a competent GM down there, so yeah, things true. things could be different, but. I don't know. It was just a I mean, thought we floated around I th- last week. I think I, I think ideal situation is that Anthony Davis stays, him and Zion do wonders together, and then they attract a third free agent. Yeah, that wants to play. Well, I was just going to not ask. necessarily in New Orleans, but with with them. Right. Why does Anthony Davis want out of New Orleans so bad? Is it just he wants to go to a bigger city, or because they're not winning, or just I, probably a that's a that's everything. a good question. Yeah. But, all of the above. He did. He didn't like how they treated him at the trade deadline either. Dude, their GM was um, a straight idiot at the trade yeah. deadline. I mean, his boss were, told him to get rid of him, and he didn't do it. Right, and they sat him for like eight eight games. Yeah, and then they started playing him again. Then they sat him again. It was it was a mess down there. Yeah. But yeah. like you said, now they've got a good GM down there. And we'll Zion see. Williams. And yeah. Zion Williams, unless he goes back to Duke. Son. Yeah. Damn, I always say that. I always call him Zion Williams. It's Zion Two Williams' son. right in a row. <laughs> I was just capping off of Sean. Sound clip when I said Giannis, when I, when I fucked his first and last name up. Yeah. All right, good. <laughs> Classic Sean. No one so, messed it up more than back- Stacey King. Giannis out of Carembo. <laughs> so back we to me- the NHL. Yeah, we mentioned the Stanley oh, yeah. Cup Finals. It's probably the worst case scenario. Yeah. Especially for Boston, Hawks fans. Boston, exactly. Bruins... And St. Louis Blues, Boston obviously wins all the time in every sport, so I don't want them to win for that reason. And then the Blues and the Blackhawks have just always kind of been rivals during. I just don't want them to ever have a cup. Exactly, just them not having a cup gives us. I'm rooting for Boston. uh, It's tough. I kind of, I'm almost leaning the same way, but I hate Boston. They always win. It's so annoying. Yeah, I hate Boston so much. It's crazy. But I also hate the Blues a lot, and I never want to see St. Louis with another championship, period. So Right. That's why I just, I guess by default, have to go Boston. I'm rooting Boston. I hate Marshawn. Oh my god, I hate, I hate that the guy. Blues more. Who's the favorite, though? 
Boston. Boston. Uh, yeah. Boston is the fave. Right. Yeah. St. Louis had the worst record in the league, like a third of the way through the the year. Yeah, January fourth, they had the worst yeah. record in the league. Damn. Yeah. 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 So, all right. Well, Boston. And that's talking like, hockey. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> if it was anyone other than the Blues, I'd be rooting for them because I like the whole underdog going and making a run. And I mean, even through the West, it was kind of improbable that they made it this far. So, sure. Can we talk Blackhawks and how excited I am for next year, though? I think the Ugh. Hawks are going to be legit next year, guys. Too legit to quit, bro. I hope so. They are. They were, dude, as soon as they fired Quenville, like, they were, to end the season, they were, like, a powerhouse They team. definitely pushed They had one of the, the best records in the for league, sure. right, for the last third of the season. Yeah. We need some help on defense, and then we'll be all right. Yeah, we're looking at Kevin. Got the looking at Kevin pick. Hayes too. Got the third pick right in the draft, so yeah, that helps. Fort, nobody, nobody thinks that the third pick is going to yeah. be NHL ready. There's two, there's two guys that they think are NHL ready that can step in, but right, a, kind of a drop gone. off off after that. Um, but yeah, it certainly helps for the future, which is good. But they need help on defense. A couple Bro's free agents. They've got they've got cap room, which is nice. Oh, for sure, yeah. Maybe they'll sign Eric Carlson. Maybe. Position be nice. is he? defenseman. Defenseman. It's probably the best in the league. Really? Maybe. Best offensive defenseman, probably. Let's, look nice opposite number two. <laughs> Let's go. Yeah. yeah, right. He probably revamped Keith's career. They probably revamp each other's careers, to be yeah. honest. Yeah. Seabrook is such a dude. All right. Um, so we've been talking a lot of Marvel rumors lately, and we had a couple more come out this last week that I wanted to touch on. First one that I saw was that it's obviously still early, and we've talked about how Kevin Feige, is that what we're going with, Jimmy? Feige? 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 Feige, Kevin Feige. I'm going with Feige. Like Faye, like the yeah, yogurt? Exactly. Or is it Feige? 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 Going, no, I won't say that. Feige. Kevin Feige. He said that X-Men probably won't be in, introduced for the next five years or so. Good. But there's rumors that there's interest in <coughs> casting Charlie Hunnam of Sons of Anarchy fame in the role of X-Men, or uh, Wolverine, Logan, and... Again, it's one of those things where it's hard to take it seriously because it's something that we're not expecting for a little while down the road. But I'm not ready if, for it. If they're going to do it, and if again, we've talked about it's Marvel doing it, so we're confident it'll be good. I like Charlie Hunnam, so I'm not going to dispute against that. It would be interest. I would be interested to see his interpretation. Yeah, I the, mean, I would. I would definitely watch it. I'm just. I'm not ready for a Wolverine replacement yet. I feel like my excitement level won't be at its potential if a Wolverine movie comes out in the next 10 years. Yeah, it's going to be tough. I don't think they'll dive right into a Wolverine-centric movie where Wolverine was kind of the focus of those first three X-Men movies with Hugh Jackman. Um, I think they'll try and focus it around other characters um, and he'll kind of be a obviously he's probably the most recognizable x-men but i don't think it'll be as focused as the first three um but it's it i mean i don't know it's 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 hard to think about anyone other than hugh jackman but 
like we talked about when we were talking about just the X-Men being introduced to the MCU in general. And we were saying, you know, Spider-Man less than 10 years ago was Tobey Maguire. Like, Mm -hmm. and everybody was like, wow, Tobey Maguire was a sweet Spider-Man. And then Andrew Garfield, people liked him as Spider-Man. And now um, Tom Holland, I couldn't think of anybody better. I mean, he's, he's phenomenal. Agreed. So it's. While you have this in your mind where Hugh Jackman is always going to be Wolverine, and sure, I'm going to as well, um, a lot of people never never wanted to see anyone other than Michael Keaton be Batman. And then, sure enough, we had great iterations of him. So mm-hmm. having it involved in the MCU makes me excited for that because they know what they're doing. Um, it is kind of interesting, though, that they have everything so planned out. Um, where they have these different phases and rollouts and things like that. Um, this this was a completely unplanned thing, right? Where they they got the rights to these characters. So I think it does kind of throw a wrench in things for the near term, where they're they're going to be looking forward. Pat, like I think you said, five years that they mm-hmm. wouldn't introduce them. Supposedly, yeah, right. I I think that's a realistic timetable because they have to re. Or was that not planned to us? Did we not know about it and they've known for a while that this was in the works and this could happen? That could be. Sure. They made it seem like it wasn't planned. Like they didn't, like their their plan for the next five years wasn't under the assumption that they were going to gain the rights to these characters. Okay. So I guess the the only real holdup for me is, Andy, all the the actors that you talked about that played various characters never had a 15-year run like Hugh Jackman did with Wolverine in so many movies. Um again, I would I would see any movie that that came out with him within the next 10 years. I, I don't think my excitement level would be as high as it could be, but I would gladly be proven wrong if someone comes like Charlie Hunnam or whomever and just knocks it out of the park. I'm glad to hear that they're even waiting 5 years. I think 5 years is a pretty solid timeline for them to even be diving into what could you know that's also an an interesting point because now it seems in hollywood things are so quick to be redone or come out with you know a different iteration of what came out in the first place or they're recycling different things so Mm -hmm. obviously the the longer it goes the the more people will miss it and want to see a new version of it so i guess you're right even five years would be is is dark phoenix officially the last movie out of that group yeah yes So that's going to close that storyline. And then to me, again, it's like you said, Andy, it just comes down to the fact that Marvel's in charge of it now. And that's that gives me a lot of hope. And knowing that whenever it it is introduced and whenever they do bring those movies to the forefront, it's going to be done the right way. And it's going to be casted amazingly, I'm sure. And I will love it. Starting to storm again. I hope they do a couple origin films, too. Like, they tried to do a couple origin films, and I thought the Wolverine origin was okay, but... Whoa. I, it was, I mean, it was alright. It was entertaining, <laughs> but yeah, it wasn't like a good movie. That's what I'm saying. Like, well, just okay. But they could do it so much better, and they have a lot of characters. The X-Men universe is massive. It's huge. Yeah. So Well, they they scrapped the Gambit movie. Yeah. I just read I that a couple a weeks Gambit ago. Movie. Yeah, they've been talking about that forever, so that always seemed kind of doomed from the start. I feel yeah. like Gambit isn't someone who could carry a torch anyway, so that's good that they scrapped it. 
He's always been kind of like a side guy, even in the cartoons and stuff. The other rumor that popped up was that Marvel's also interested in introducing Deadpool to the MCU with a third Spider-Man movie. That would be insane. Right? It's interesting to think about how they would execute that, because obviously both Deadpools have been rated R, and... That was my first thought. Too. That's the big. That's PG-13. the big holdup for me. I think it would be a really cool dynamic to see the witty and 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 teenage esque Tom Holland go up against or with a insanely sarcastic, foul mouthed Ryan Reynolds. I just don't know how you'd make that dynamic work. Yeah, that one I was less excited about because the same thing. I think Deadpool should kind of just be left in his own universe. Agreed. They've created for him because it it works there. I don't think it would work within the lines of the MCU and what they're trying to do. There's other characters that could be better intertwined with Spider-Man than Deadpool. I I think Deadpool's done a great job of introducing some lesser-known superheroes as well. Agreed. And kind of roping that in... My first, my first reservation was the swearing thing and just the rated R versus innocent teenage right. uh, Tom Holland. Um, if, I don't know. If, it, if you could find a way to have Deadpool use words that get the same meaning across without cursing, but it doesn't seem like you're purposely doing that, I would be you all, can like... usually drop like one F-bomb in a PG-13 movie. They said shit a bunch of times in... Uh, Endgame. If yeah. if you could find a way for Deadpool to call Spider Man a dildo, I'd be all for that in a PG thirteen movie. But the way they could do it is they would just have Deadpool break the third wall and talk about how pissy he's in a PG thirteen film. Okay, <laughs> right. yeah, that, that's, that's a good the, idea. Was it the third wall or the fourth? Yeah, fourth wall. Fourth wall. Fourth yeah. wall. That's a really good idea. Right. Dead, yeah. If anyone could do it, it'd be Deadpool. And hire would, this man, Marvel. Yeah, <laughs> I would be happy to see Deadpool not even like, not even like co-starring. Or maybe not even having to do anything with the main plot. Just like a quick Deadpool cameo for like a few scenes, if that. You know what I mean? Just like get him in there and see how it goes. I'd but be okay with that. Deadpool's so awesome. If they could if they could find a way to use him more, yeah. it'd be awesome. Yeah. But it's, like you guys said, it's hard. I mean, Deadpool... Deadpool now, what, if, Deadpool, what like, if they did what if they did the reverse and had Spider-Man star in a Deadpool movie? And he's trying to clean it up. Yeah. <laughs> He keeps it, yeah. That probably would be a much better option, right? Bring people into the Deadpool universe, right? That's not bad at all. Interesting. Very interesting. That's a good idea. All right, so we're gonna touch. Pat didn't say to hire me. One more topic, and then we're actually gonna (laughs) cut it because I got a we got a dinner (laughs) res for a massive buffet. We need to cut it. Cut it. Cut it. Cut it. All right. It came out this week. Artie Lang was arrested again. Good God. Artie Lang nice. of Howard Stern fame. And with each new arrest that comes out, we always text and talk about his mugshot because his nose is just gone. It's a sight to see. If you haven't, it's it gone. Makes me sick. He's done so much drugs that his nose, it literally looks like someone just took the heel of their boot and smashed his nose into his face. It's that flattened. So I it's, read into it. Do you know how it happened? From drugs? It too much cocaine. Drugs, but it's not too much cocaine drugs. Oh. He crushed up pain pill or he didn't crush up he bought crushed up pain pills and someone had mixed glass into it. Oh. oh and he started that and they had to do whatever they had to do. And now 
his face looks like. Like that. Like the way the, it looks. The f- Have you the ever front seen? View isn't that bad? But when the they show his view? profile, and it's almost like it's concave. Yeah, dude, it's, it's insane. It's so gross. And it was it's it's it was the pain pill mixture that he snorted along with the years of abuse on his septum that caused it. But right. in the end, it was the glass, obviously that. So we we've all seen Who Framed Roger Rabbit, and he looks like the scene where Judge Doom gets flattened by the steamroller. <laughs> <laughs> and he like stands up. That's what Artie Lang's side profile looks like of his nose. It's oh, God. insane. It's sad. So bad. It's it sad. is. And sad. actually, there's a doctor that came out and it's said gross. that offered to do reconstructive surgery for him if he promises to stay clean. Yeah, I just saw that. So that seems like a stretch, but it's just it's really messed up. And if if you ever have someone in your life who you fear is going down that road, just show them pictures of Artie Lang's face and be like, this could be you if you don't stop. And it'll probably scare him straight. And then get him it's, some help. Yeah, and then, it is depressing yeah. to look at those pictures, but there's really one is. funny part of it. There is a funny part because there's one picture of him still wearing glasses, so <laughs> still, <got laughs> still hold his nose up. Yeah. Which, I don't know if it's you can tell, but they have that sports rope in the back and it's like yeah. pushed to, to the back of his head as much as possible to keep them on his face because he, has to like put a finger back there. he doesn't have anything to keep it up. Oh, God. Dude, it's crazy. That's brutal. It's so brutal. Alright, I hate to cut it short because it's all four of us back together again, but with Andy's, the newfound news of Andy not doing so much travel. VP Andy? A lot of these a lot of these episodes coming your way. Thanks for listening, guys. We appreciate it. You can find our podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you've listened to your podcast, basically we're there. Our website is broslet'stalk.podbean.com. And our socials are at Bros Let's Talk on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Uh, for now, Sean and I are going to max out on some delicious food. Have fun, for, gentlemen. Uh, thanks, guys. Thanks for Jimmy, Sean, and Andy. This is Pat. Later, dudes. See ya. Peace. All right. Latest on the menu. I hate goodbyes! <laughs> <laughs>